Welcome to REI Spotlight with your host, David Schwan, and today's special guest is Ashton Leverick. Ashton, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. I appreciate it. Um, tell us a little bit of your background. I know you're, you you have an Air Force background and commercial real estate. Uh, give us give us a, you know a 15 second background of where you came from. Uh, sure. So I spent the last 21 years in the military with uh, special operations. I was a pararescue jumper for the Air Force. And then around 2018, you know, I was getting ready for or preparing for retirement and um, looking to create some more passive income. So I I didn't have to go work for somebody else. Right. So I wanted to start looking at real estate. So I started with smaller multifamily and then my brother and I partnered and we started buying smaller multifamily and then scaled up into larger commercial multifamily as we realized, you know, the benefits of economies of scale, tax benefits, all that stuff. And then, um, yeah, we get to work with other professionals, which is always awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, I appreciate uh, I appreciate your service. I have many family members that are, are service members also, so I appreciate your sacrifice and your service to our country. Um, that was an honor. Thank you. <laughs> um, we, when you said starting off with smaller multifamilies, uh, what size w- were those? Like four sixes, or or you know, what, what size were those? So our first deal was uh, actually two duplexes. So, okay. I mean, I, you could call it a four unit, but you know, they were separate. So they're just right next <laughs> to each other. Yeah. So two duplexes, um, yeah. In Durham, North Carolina, which is a great market. Um, so, and then, yeah, we, what did we do? We got them for 209,000 total. And then we were able to rehab rent and then refinance out at around 330,000, get our capital back, get our investors capital back. Um, and then we, we just sold them. I don't know last month. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so what are you, uh, what, what have you parlayed those, uh, those two duplexes into now? What are you, uh, what are you currently working on or what have you just closed? Whichever, whichever way you want to go with it. Um, so we've been lucky enough to lucky enough. I don't know. Look, I don't think luck's probably a good word because I don't really believe in luck, but so we did, yeah, we did those two duplexes. We did a couple more duplexes after that, um, a five unit, a 13 unit. Then we did our very first multifamily or a commercial syndication with a 16 unit, then an 84 unit, 120 unit. And now we're set to close on a 384 unit down in Daytona, Florida. So that's kind of the short and skinny of what we've done and then what we're working on right now. So I don't know if you want me to expand on more of those, happy to. Um. Well, I, I always like sharing the 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 jump, especially the jump from 120 to 360. Or uh, what was was there much in going from that hundred to three hundred plus? Was there was there much of a difference really besides just the massive numbers? No, there's no difference. A deal's a deal. There's no difference between a four unit and a three hundred sixty four unit. You know. It, you're putting together a team. The team's bigger, I suppose, but a really a deal is a deal, right? You're looking for cash flow. You're looking for a secure investment in a good market that's going to appreciate. Um, yeah, and you're looking for other professionals to help you execute it, right? You're, I'm not looking at going in there and doing it, rehabbing every unit or turning every unit, leasing every unit. That's not my job. Uh, I'm looking to be the business owner, so I'm looking to find professionals to partner with to be able to make those projects happen. So a four unit or a 360, you know. For you, I think 
really is the same. It's just the mindset's a little bit different. And then you're working with, um, you know, more professionals. That's all. That's, I, I think that's the biggest key is the fact that on the, the larger the unit, the more you can afford to have those professionals that do this on a day in day out basis, especially when it comes to like management and, you know, certain factors when you get over that, you know, when you go get over, whether you want to call it 50 or 80, whatever your metrics are and depending on what market, um, you know, where you can be able to go and just go, okay, I, this is, this is big enough. It's self-sufficient. It keeps, you know, I can put professionals in all the seats and I don't have to, which that's, I mean, I think that's the way, especially when somebody's looking for passive income is passive as it gets in real estate. You know, it's, yeah. well, you, you know, you want to be able to outsource and have good quality teammates to pick up as many pieces as you can. And, you know, if you're working, you know, if any of my listeners are working on a smaller deal, well, you know, one of the things you first want to do is look at your deals and go, what am I doing that I can outsource and get off of my plate? Because if you're a real estate investor and you're, you know, you're, you're, you know, painting walls or doing drywall or something like that, you're not a real estate investor at that moment. You're a handyman. Mm-hmm. Which do you want to be? <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. so yeah, definitely when you get on those larger sides and you can have that economy of scale and be able to just hire the professionals and let them do what they do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who, not how, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's it's all about who your teammates are. And, you know, really the, to me, the definition of a great team is, is one that, you know, really when I walk away, if, if, if I've built the team the, the right way, if I walk away, they don't miss me. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's when you've built the team right. You, you know, of course, you have your input and your your guidance on top of it. But, you know, if if you check out for a month and go, look, I'm I'm flying to Australia. I'm going to be there a month and where I'm going to be out in the outback. So you're going to have trouble getting a hold of me. And you come back and they're like, oh, you were gone. That's the I mean, that to me, that's the goal that you're trying to get to in the in this situation is, you know, it's you build a, a great enough team with great enough team members that, you know, do they really need you? And if the answer is no, you've done your job correctly then. Yeah. And, it, you know, everybody has a different um, take on it. You know, some people like that stuff, so they want to be in that. And I get that. Right. Um, and then some people don't want to be in it at all. And those are the true passive investors. They want to invest passively and they want to earn a you know, passive return. And they don't want to, they want to see the updates, but they don't want to actually do any work or have any, you know, they don't want to be a landlord. They don't want to be a general partner. They just want to earn passive income. And those are the people that, you know, we work a lot with, you know, people that are passionate about their current employment. So like doctors, lawyers, um, you know, pilots and those kind of people that want to continue their job, but maybe defer some of their taxable income. Maybe they want to earn more passive income, generational wealth to be able to pass that on. So like everybody has a role. I'm not, and I would never downplay anybody's role. Right. So like some people and some people like the rehab side, somebody, some people like the management side. So it just depends where you want to be, but that's the cool thing about our apartment syndication or, you know, multifamily or, or commercial real estate, the team's so big that, um, you, it's a team sport and everybody gets to focus on their specific role. Right. So if, if, yeah, if you're good at finding deals, like that's all you'll do. If you're good at, 
um, bring in the capital. If you're good at talking to lawyers, you know, that's what you'll do. You're not going to do everything. That's the thing. That was the thing we realized when we first started, we were wearing every single hat. We were doing everything right. And there's a lot of things that I'm not good at and I probably shouldn't be doing anyway. So, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's definitely that was how I learned that lesson about professionals is it's like, look, there's a lot of things I can do. Um, the list of things that I like to do is a lot smaller. And then probably the list of things I should be doing is even smaller than that. You know, it's yeah. like, look, there's that, you know, stay in my wheelhouse. You know, there's certain parts. It's like the rehab part of it. And, running crews and, and doing that part. I love that part, but that's, that's my historical background. That's where yeah. I've spent most of my life. So I'm comfortable in that spot. So that's, you know, that's kind of what I do, but you know, it's, it's when you have that team and everybody's in their right seat and they're doing a, what they're good at and B, especially if they like, you know, if they like it and they're good at it and you can just let them go and do that thing, you, you, you're setting yourself up to be rock stars because people who are good and like what they're doing, they're going to go above and beyond most of the time from what even you're expecting them to do because they like it. So they're going to put all their energy in it and they're just going to get it done. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a huge catalyst for us for figuring that out was um, the book traction and then doing the mm -hmm. disc profile. So I think traction helps you outline like, and realize that, you know, people are different and not everybody's going to fit um, a specific role. So like you can figure out who's good at what and then put them in that role. But, and we use a disc profile to do that. Tony Robbins, a big promoter of that you can use it on his website, highly recommend it. Um, but like, if you take a visionary, at, you know, from the book traction, if you take a visionary and put him in like uh, probably um, either asset management or maybe, um, you know, analyzing properties, he's probably not going to be doing what you want. <laughs> no, not, yeah. not, no. And, and, and the output, you know, and that's the whole thing is, is a, he's not, he or she, they're not going to like doing the job. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're the output is not going to be what it's, what it's going to, you know, what it should be either. Even though, right. even if they put all they can into it, it's like, no, you give that same task to somebody who is just as qualified, but loves it. Mm -hmm. it's it's night and day it's a night and day difference well yeah because you, you can't teach passion right you can you yeah. can teach a skill set you can't teach passion so if somebody's not passionate about that style of work um yeah good luck <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'll take them twice as long and it'll be half yeah. as good <laughs> yeah. but um yeah um yeah, it, that attraction's one of my favorite books i love the book i i, yeah. I love the, the the process and the, and the thoughts behind it um, you know, that just, uh, you know, just had people having that right seat on the bus and, and everybody, you know, heading in the right direction, knowing what direction they're going. And then, you know, just everybody doing, you know, what is best suited for them. It just makes the machine work that much better. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, what, uh, what markets are you, uh, looking in? Are, are you, in any specific geographical area or are you uh, letting the deals decide where you're going to go? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, we are very focused on what we look for in a market before we go looking for a deal in that market. So, you know, we have our top three to five markets that we look for. Um, if somebody brings a deal to us that's outside of those, we'll look at the market before we'll look at the deal, right? 
Um, so we started in North Carolina. I love North Carolina. I was stationed there for 10 years. Um, it was a great, you know, Raleigh, Durham, Charlotte, top, they're always in the top 10 markets to invest in in the United States. Um, we're primarily invested in Durham, although we do have some property in Fayetteville, North Carolina, which is right next to the, uh, the largest military base in the country, in the world, actually. Um, and then we shifted, we invested in um, Ohio, so Columbus, Ohio, and then Dallas, Texas, and then um, now we're in Daytona, Florida. And so really what we look for in a market, um, and for people that are new to this, I mean, this is a great place to start, is look at the job growth, which drives population growth, which drives rent growth, right? And of course, and then of unemployment as well. But um, all those factors, they go into the price of real estate and they go into uh, creating a stable economy. I mean, we also look at like, what are the economic drivers in that area? So, I mean, take for example, Detroit, when the, when the, the car industry uh, left Detroit, that, you know, that economy just went downhill and, and, you know, bless them, but their real estate there is really cheap. So we like to make sure there's at least three economic drivers there and they're big. Right. So if you look at like, yeah. So you look at like Austin right now, Austin's blowing up. Why? Because Tesla's moving there because all these California companies are moving there because it's cheaper. Taxes are better. So it's, it's creating more population growth, creating job growth, you know, all that stuff that factors into a good investment, a stable economy, a stable market. Right. Uh, same thing with Florida. Florida's in like the top one and two places to move to across the United States. And you can go to like U-Haul website and they'll show you net migration uh, over the past several years, you'd be like, yep, that's right. Everybody's moving to these areas. You know, you don't have, do you have to know why it's good to know why? Yes. You know, but um, like if you, cause that helps you predict that it's going to continue, but um, yeah, like places like Florida, Texas blowing up, Arizona, you know? Um, it, yeah. It's, so. it's, it's, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. U-Haul, Penske, all the, all those mm-hmm. rental truck companies just, they, I mean, it's some of the best information that, that, that is out there that you could go and pay somebody else a bunch of money to go dig up that same information where it's like, look, U-Haul, it's right there. They just tell you, it's like, look, this is where people are moving. You know, it's like, look, they're one-way rentals. You know, that's, yeah. that's a, that's a big factor. Check out what, you know, where are all the one-way rentals headed? Yep. And, you know, it, you, you know, just sift through it and it's like, well, it's either, you know, they're either college towns or people are really moving there and you'll be able to pick those out pretty quick. It's, it's not that hard. And then, you know, and so yeah, anybody who's trying to find a market, you know, trying to figure that out. Yeah. U-Haul and Penske are great places to start and then, uh, you know, and, and then work, work on it from there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I think good. a lot of people get, uh, kind of nervous about investing outside of their market. But I think for, for somebody that's beginning, I think that's even better because at that point you're forced to build a network of professionals instead of thinking you can do everything. So, you know, so then you actually have to put time and effort into finding real, um, professionals to do what you need them to do. And it's going to be, your, your deal is going to turn out a lot better that way. Uh, but yeah. if you're investing in your back right, backyard, you'll be like, oh, I can just go over and fix a toilet or I can I can just go over and and, you know, talk to all these lawyers to find the right lawyer or, you know, like that. That's time consuming and it's not effective as a business owner. No, no, yeah, exactly. You know, that that's a great point you make is, you know, people remembering the fact that, you know, this is an investment. This is a business. This is, you know, at the end of the day 
you know, it's, you, you know, it, it's not HGTV, you know, it, it's not, it's, yeah. I mean, it's awesome to be able to go into a property, rehab it, fix it up and, you know, you know, take, take and turn something that is, you know, dilapidated and beat the hell and, you know, turn it into something beautiful and gleaming and shiny. And I, I completely get that because that's like my wheelhouse. That's what I, you know, that's the part of real estate investing that I really love besides the income. Um, you know, that's, that's the part that I really love, but at the end of the day, that's not what you're doing. What you're doing is, is this, you're running a business. This is a business. This is something that, you know, you don't, you know, do, do you just, you know, when you need a doctor, do you just kind of, you know, pick up the phone and call one, you know, like if you needed heart surgery and you had time, are you going to try and find the best heart surgeon or are you just going to like, you know, just uh, wing it with the, uh, you, you know, on the on yellow pages or on an app and go heart surgeon and just pick one out of the blue and go okay i'm gonna trust my life in your hands and you know it's like no you're gonna do some research and you're gonna try and get the best surgeon that you can yeah (laughs) and that's the same way that you need to look at real estate yeah and i think investing outside of your market forces you to do that that's why i think it's a good way to start but yeah, definitely. Because you're, like you said, you're not close enough. You, the, it, it rules out that temptation of doing, you know, doing certain things that you probably shouldn't be doing. It makes you go, is my time, you know, is my time that, you know, worth the, is that value worth me putting that much time into it? And, you know, driving four hours to swap out a toilet and then driving back four hours. No, that's not worth it. <laughs> so yeah, it forces you. Um, you have any other tips or tricks that you'd like to uh, pass on? Uh, yeah. I mean, for, for beginning real estate investors that are looking to get in the commercial space or looking to scale really fast, I think probably the biggest hack you can do is create a good brand because people want to partner with people they know, like, and trust. And to get to that trust level, um, yeah, you ha- they have to know you first and then that's how they learn to like you, right? So build your brand, build your story. Um, and you have to market it. You have to get it out there. And it's so easy these days with social media. I mean, you should have you sh- your social media page. And a lot of people don't get this, but your social media page is your brand. So if you're posting about cats and you're posting about, you know, memes about the president or whatever political party you don't like, like that's your brand. You know, are people going to want to work with you? Are they going to want to invest with you? Are they going to want to partner with you? You know, I don't know, man, maybe you might, but I think you're probably shooting yourself in the foot uh, if you don't strategically and intentionally brand yourself using social media. I, I suggest making a, a website too. And every everything you do on social media should be able to direct them to your website. But that's kind of like the cheat code I feel for any business is like a good brand and a good story. So. Yeah. And, and definitely like Michael Jordan said about, you know, uh, you know, when somebody asked him about, you know, policies and pl- pl- uh, politics to him, he goes, I have both sides buy shoes. So, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not in it. You know, it's, it's like, look, you know, we realize what you're on social media for. And if you're building a company, it should be as building a company, not, you know, if, if you have other things that you want to go play in, do that on your personal private stuff. Don't do that. You know, don't mix it with your, you know, with your business and make sure that you're trying to grow. Like you said, that social media, side of your business that people, like you said, know, like, and trust you and they can't like or trust you until they know you. That's right. Yeah. 
Um, I know we covered traction. Is there any other uh, any other books or educational uh, material that you would suggest somebody should uh, go get their hands on? Um, I mean, there are so many good books. I so if without getting too specific as far as real estate investing, I think a great place to start is just the mindset side, right? The mindset and the habits you can build up. Uh, I just finished Brandon Bouchard's book, excellent book, um, High Performance Habits. Great book. And I think he's right on point there. This guy's a world-class business coach and he knows what he's talking about. And, you know, after talking to so many high performers, he's come up with a list of high high performance habits. So habits that will help cultivate you to, um, or help get you to that, that high performance level, no matter what you do. So, I mean, I have my own investment books. I have my own finance and real estate and, um, other books that I think are great, building a team, all that stuff, building a brand. But I think without getting too specific on any one of those, I think starting with the right habits and um, you know, cultivating that type of that type of performance will help you in any field. So definitely, definitely that mindset is, you know, it our mind leads us and takes us wherever we're gonna go. And and that's like you said, that's the uh, that's the very first piece that uh that that you need to get right before you know before you get the rest of it right you know that the mindset is such a huge part and piece of it yeah absolutely um definitely if uh, if any of my listeners want to get in touch with you uh or see uh what you have going on uh what's the best way that they can get in contact with you um, yeah, so I mean pro- I like to direct everybody to our website it has all the information there we have all our we have blog posts um, my brother writes a great blog. Um, we have plenty of videos and podcasts that we we have on there as well. We're starting a YouTube channel, uh, but the website is www.valkyriegroup.com, and Valkyrie is spelled V-A-L-K-E-R-E Group.com. Uh, but we're also on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all the all the other platforms, um, because like I said, we really do believe in you know getting our brand out there so we can help as many people as we can. Right. Cause that's what it's all about. This is a team effort. So definitely, definitely. Well, I will definitely, I will put that, uh, the website down in the show notes also for anybody that wants to come back. If you didn't get it, it'll be in the show notes. And, um, I just thank you so much for, uh, for hopping on and being part of the show. And until next time, we'll, uh, take it easy. Thank you. Thank you for having me.